Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with part two of this message entitled, The Poor Rich and the Rich Poor, preached June 16th, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 1, verse 9. Last week I spoke, what was the title, sir? Poor but rich. And today we will speak to you rich but poor. Unless God in his mercy save the rich. But we know not many rich are saved. We want that death is the great equalizer. The poor and the rich must die. So let us take a look at James chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. God poured out upon us Holy Spirit, spirit of power, love, and sound mind. He enlightens our mind to understand the word of God. We have received the Spirit who is from God. Paul says that we may understand what God has freely given us. So let us turn to James chapter 1, 10 and 11. We heard last week the poor brother is to glory in his height. That is in his riches in union with Christ. That is, he is an heir of God and joined heir with Jesus Christ. He is to boast in God that God himself is his treasure and inheritance. Now we ask the question, what are the rich to do? The materially rich of this world. Not many rich are believers in Jesus Christ. Yet there are some. Abraham was rich. Job was rich. Moses was rich. So also the 80-year-old Barzillai, who helped King David and his troops at their time of great humiliation. Also Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, they helped bury the body of Jesus with their wealth. Rock-hewn tomb, fresh linen, 75 pounds of expensive mixture of myrrh and aloes. We read of Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household. She, together with other women, supported the ministry of Jesus and his disciples. In Acts 13, we read of the rich believer Manayan, who was brought up with Herod the Tetarch. The rich brother, James says, is to boast 
not in his riches but in his lowly condition the rich brother glory if you will in your degradation james is using an irony god commands the rich believer to glory in his humble condition friends the ground is level at the foot of the cross for the poor and the rich believer death comes to both as i said death is the great equalizer your riches cannot buy justification or forgiveness of sins riches deceive people into thinking that they do not need god riches make themselves sufficient and jesus said it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god he didn't say that in reference to poor people in fact he said blessed are the poor for theirs is the kingdom of god the rich cannot buy long life with his money friends not only the poor lazarus died but the rich man also died so we read in luke 16 there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day and verse 22 the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to abraham's side the rich man also died and was buried the rich unbeliever you can expect a burial with great pomp mm, that's all in the moment you die you arrive in hell jesus said a man's life does not consist in the sum total of his worldly goods the rich man cannot determine how long he is going to live there is the reality of the transitoriness of life in this sinful fallen world the rich man cannot control his time god controls time So Job says in chapter 14 man's days are determined ordained you have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed Psalm 31 we read my times are in your hands deliver me from my enemies and from those who pursue me In Psalm 139 we read your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to me Isaiah told King Hezekiah to make preparation to die and meet his maker but he failed to pay heed to the counsel he became proud when god 
gave him an extension of his life on earth. So we read in the text in James, the rich brother is to glory. That is ironically in his humiliation for the following reason. Now James gives a comparison because as the flower of grass he shall go away. He shall die. Then James gives an explanation for the sun rises with scorching heat and dries up the grass and its flower falls and the beauty of it its appearance perishes. Then James draws a conclusion. So also the rich will wilt away, fade away as he goes about his daily life. Man, friends, is like grass. He is just a passing breeze. He is clay. He is mist. He is a vapor. He comes and he goes like the flower of grass. He is ephemeral, but God is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable. Remember Nabal the mocker. He was rich, but refused to help David and his troops who helped him. And so God killed him. We read in 1 Samuel 25. When Abigail went to Nabal. He was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing until daybreak. Then in the morning. When Nabal was sober his wife told him. All these things. And his heart failed him. And he became like a stone. About ten days later the Lord struck Nabal the fool. And he died. God killed him. And not only that. You read about an arrogant king. Jewish king by name. King Agrippa the first. In Acts 12. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. And the people shouted, this is the voice of a God and not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down. And he was eaten by worms. And he died. Or look at the man. Who built a bigger barn. To store his grain. God killed him too. And Luke 12 we read. And I will say to myself. You have plenty of good things. Laid up for many years. Fat retirement. Take life easy. Eat drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night 
your life will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourself this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but he is not rich toward God and we heard what happened to the rich man of Luke 16 the rich cannot buy eternal life because eternal life is too costly sir Psalm 49 verse 7 and 8 and 9 no man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him the ransom for life is costly no payment is ever enough that he should live forever and not see decay and read in Psalm 103 as for man his days are like grass he flourishes like a flower of the field and the wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more and Psalm 49 again do not be overawed when a man grows rich When the splendor of his house increases. For he will take nothing with him. When he dies his splendor will not descend with him. And Isaiah says in chapter 40. A voice says cry out. And I said what shall I cry? All men are like grass. And all their glory. Is like the flowers of the field, the grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, and the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. And we read in Psalm 90. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is not 969. It's 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow. For they quickly pass and we fly away. Job says in Job 14. Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He springs up like a flower and withers away like a fleeting shadow. He does not endure. And St. Paul says in 1 Timothy 6, people who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith. And pierced themselves with many griefs. 
Friends, the devil offered Jesus all the glories and splendor of this world, but he rejected it. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So poor believer must say how rich I am in God. And the rich believer must say what a wretch I am in myself. I am just grass. My beauty of riches lasts only for a day. At any moment I must die. So if you are a rich believer, glory like the poor believer in God, sir. And use your wealth in helping others and for the spread of the gospel. So we read in First Timothy 6, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good. To be rich in good deeds. And to be generous and willing to share. In this way they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation. For the coming age. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 25? Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, you came to visit me. Whatever you did for the least of my brothers, you did it for me. And in Acts chapter 2, we read all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. And also we read in Hebrews thirteen sixteen, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Friends, look at life situation in the light of eternity. Look beyond your death, beyond both the rich and the poor believer. Set your house in order to meet your God. Pay heed to the counsel of St. Peter who lived daily in the reality of his imminent death prophesied by the Lord and he tells us make your calling and election sure the prophet Jeremiah tells us 
In Jeremiah 9, this is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom. Did you say you have a PhD? If you are arrogant, God's curse rests upon you. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me. I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. So friends have divine wisdom to deal with trial of your material riches. Don't be proud, praise God, and use your wealth for spiritual purposes. For the extension of Christ's kingdom. Friends, think of the meaninglessness of wealth in view of your any moment death. And this counsel is good for those, also for those who consider themselves rich in beauty, rich in brilliance, rich in power, rich in health. Listen to what Jesus says about the rich. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. So John the apostle tells us, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and done comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. And St. Paul says the same thing in 1 Corinthians 7. Those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. St. Peter said the same thing in Second Peter chapter 3, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where dwells righteousness. Look at the rich saints in the church of Laodicea. They foolishly declared. Jesus says, you say, I'm rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. 
But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. That was not the end of it, but he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold. Buy gold, sir. Jesus is saying, buy gold from me. Gold refined in the fire. True riches. So you can become rich and white clothes to wear. So you can cover up your shameful nakedness. And salve to put on your eyes so you can see. The arrogant rich believers are exhorted to repent. The head of the church is about to spit them out of his mouth. Who are you? You are nothing but a flower that the wind of God is blowing away. Repent and live in awareness of your nothingness. Glory in your weaknesses. The Pharisee of Luke 18 was rich in self-righteousness. And lacking in Christ's righteousness, he was condemned. The publican cried out, have mercy upon me, a sinner. He went home justified and rejoicing. The rich young ruler had everything. He was rich, he was young, he was a ruler. He had great wealth. He rejected Christ's counsel to give away his wealth to the poor and come and follow Jesus. He refused because he was an idolater. He failed to enter the kingdom of God. But the chief tax collector, the wealthy Zacchaeus, gave half of his wealth to the poor. And the other half, I say, he gave to those whom he cheated. He thus became poor, but he became rich in God and rich in his salvation. Friends, the wrath of God is coming upon all the rich who mock God and reject his Christ and his holy people. So we read in Revelation 6, Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, and the mighty, and every slave, and every free man, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand? The vast majority of the rich and the powerful mock our Lord Jesus Christ. They trust in their wealth and beauty and brilliance and health and power. They mock at the Bible. They persecute those who believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, the majority, they persecute those who believe in Jesus Christ, the King and Savior of the world. The time is coming when sinners shall be thrown into the eternal lake of fire by Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead to whom the Father gave all authority in heaven and on earth to save and to judge. 
So we read Revelation 20 if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life he was thrown into the lake of fire. Jesus himself said in Matthew 25 then they will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. Friends the question is this has God enriched you? not with the gold and silver and land and mansions with the riches of his glory with the unsearchable riches of Christ friends i ask you the question have you followed the way of moses listen to me hebrews 11 by faith moses when he had grown up he refused to be known as the son of pharaoh's daughter he chose to be mistreated along with the people of god rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time he regarded disgrace for the sake of christ as of greater value than the treasures of egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward by faith he left egypt not fearing the king's anger he persevered because he saw him by faith him who is invisible have you followed the way of saint paul he tells us in philippians 3 verse 7 and 8 whatsoever was to my profit i now consider loss for the sake of christ what is more i consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing christ jesus my lord for whose sake i have lost all things i consider them rubbish that i may gain christ Let me ask you have you received the superabundance of the holy spirit Titus 3 we read he saved us not because of righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the holy spirit whom he poured out on us in superabundance through Jesus Christ our savior so that having been justified by his grace we might become heirs having hope of eternal life if you are a rich unbeliever hearing my message listen carefully to Jesus Christ which i read i counsel you to buy from me gold things eternal that comes to you free by grace through faith and isaiah cried out long ago come all you who are thirsty come to the waters and you who have no money come by and eat come by wine and milk without money and without cost in hell the rich man thought about his salvation and the salvation of his brothers but it was too late for him james says the sun rose with scorching heat the grass dried up 
its flower fell and its glorious beauty perished forever. So the rich man died and went to hell. So the poor Nabal died and went to hell. So did the fool whose field produced a great crop and planned for long luxurious retirement life. So also King Agrippa the one died went to hell. Repent. Believe in Jesus Christ. He calls you to come to him. He will set you free from all idolatry. He will save you. He will give you eternal life. Gold, sir. He never drives any sinner away. He came to save sinners, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to seek and find and save the lost. Listen to John Wesley. This is what he said. I am a creature of a day. Passing through life as an arrow through the air. I am a spirit come from God and returning to God. Just hovering over the great gulf till a few moments hence. I am no more seen. I drop into an unchangeable eternity. I want to know one thing, the way to heaven, how to land safe on that happy shore. Our life on earth is no more permanent than that of a flower of the grass, says James. And in chapter 4, he says, what is your life? You are a mist. That appears for a little while and then vanishes. Grass, flower, mist, breeze, clay, nothing, a big zero. But you live and move and have your being because of God. So I counsel you, rich and poor, cross over from death to life. By faith in Jesus Christ. For we are told now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Leave us a pilgrim as we travel to our heavenly Zion. The city God has prepared for us. Rich or poor. I counsel you to glory in God. The Bible guarantees you shall lack no good thing all of life. So let me tell you, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I am speaking about gold. I am speaking about eternal life. I'm speaking about the greatest happiness you can have living with God. And John said in John chapter 3, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. 
But whoever rejects the son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on him. Heavenly Father. We have no capacity to repent. Or to believe. Unless you perform a miracle. Of regeneration. By the invisible work of the Holy Ghost. Direct work of the Holy Spirit. Unilateral work of the Holy Spirit. Miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. We pray that you give life. To the rich. And to the poor. They may repent. And believe on. Your son Jesus Christ. Our Lord. Your son who is life. In Jesus name. Amen.